guys, welcome to episode 20-something of Video <laughs> Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. Uh, Jess, right off the bat, I know you saw Infinity War. If you spoil yes. it, I will murder you and do the rest of the podcast okay. as both of us. So guess what, guys? Um, Alright, I saw it twice already. And if anyone wants to talk shit about this movie, I will fight them. Because it's... That good. <laughs> it's so good. Alright, listen, it is so good. Like, I was actually mad because Thursday I really wanted to go see it, and people were already, like, writing things. They were like, ah! Like, Infinity Wars! And I'm like, no, I can't! And I so I went. I went Friday night. Uh-huh. Um, and then the next morning, I actually was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go see it again. Um, it is, it's two and a half hours long. And, like, some people, I think their complaints were the pacing, which is really absurd to me because it, a lot is happening. Yeah, like, every lot. moment something's happening. So, like... I made sure, I was like so thirsty, I was like, I can't have any water because if I pee during this, I'm going to be so upset. And that's how I feel like everyone in the theater was, like hardly anyone the opening night budged. And then <laughs> at the end, there was like a mad dash to the, the bathrooms. Yeah. But um, everyone is on point and you can't, like you think about how many people and how many characters, and they're all strong characters, sure. um, are in this movie and what it probably costs to make it. Because it is so grandiose and intense. Yeah. Um, it's great. Everyone's on par. You you want to, like, cry at the end. And it's, like, f- but it's fun and still funny throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I will, I, this is, I'm not spoiling anything, but near the end, um, the second time I saw it, there was a woman in the, in the movie theater crowd who, like, couldn't hold it in. She just goes, oh, God, no! <laughs> like... Me and my friend just started laughing because we were like, "Yes, we feel you. I know. I know. I wanted. I wanted that <laughs> right. that out too. But yeah, man, I'll probably see it again. Um, and it's all because it's what it's a lot to take in. Yeah. And then after you see the movie, you're like, you're like, you're not sure how to feel. You're like, I can't sleep and I'm anxious. But it was like really funny. But now I don't know. Like, and you have to wait a whole year for the other movie. I. At first, I was, like, psyched because the thought of, like, Thanos on portrayed on the screen, I was like, this is going to be so cool. And then you get worried, and you're like, there's too many of them. There's too many movies. What if this one, like, gets, yeah. like, whatever. And then you watch it, and you're like, okay, this is everything I wanted to be. Thanos is everything I wanted him to be. Right. Like, it's it's good. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, you know, yeah. but I'm not, I mean, I, like, I'm really excited. I'm and glad I, that, I because I think I, yeah, you should... I want I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna see it on this. I'm gonna see it this next weekend. But it's like I just I don't know. I I have my theories. I have a feeling that somebody dies, and that's gonna be like the big thing, the big hook for like the next movie. You know, and that's cool. Like I'm I'm okay. I'm like I'm not I'm not in love with the Marvel universe anymore just because it's so it's so much. It's so much to take in. It's so much that like at this point. But and and, and I, I I I like that Marvel's way better than. The DC movies, you know? Yeah, by a long... Oh, sure. <laughs> like, a they long get shot. it. But the problem is that, like, some of the Marvel movies I like... Like, it's not... It's like, the way I feel about Marvel movies is that some of them I really like. Yeah. 
some of them just so indifferent about. Like, Iron Man 3, I could give two oh, shits about. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Thor 1 and 2, don't give a shit. Thor, Thor 3 was fine. Yeah. You know? But, like, and the, but the Guardians good. of the Galaxy movies I love. You know, so, I mean, like it's, it's not like I love every single thing in the Marvel Universe, so yeah. I'm, like, super jazzed for it all to come together. I thought Black Panther was fantastic. In fact, I think my favorite Marvel films are the three non, like, you know, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 See, and 2. See, for this, it brought back that vibe. Like, I have a... It, maybe it's not everywhere in L.A., but at least in Hollywood, like, people don't dress up here. Like, they're excited for the movie, but, like, I kind of miss going to those small movie theaters and having everyone, like, dressed up in whatever shit they have at home, you know? Like, they just come in. Like, people are dressed up as X-Men characters for, like, you know, uh, like, Avenger movies. It's just, like, because it's... Everyone wants to just be a dork. That's because you don't work on and Hollywood Boulevard and you don't have to watch n- all I'm this not shit. talking about those people. Those are not fucking... <laughs> I'm not talking about those people. They're the people in line at El Capitan waiting to get into yeah. Star Wars, waiting to get yeah, into the Marvel th- films. Those people. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Not the solicitors, because, you know... I know who you're talking all about. Those, those are not real people. Um, oh, oh, my God. So, y'all know it's true. I don't want to be harassed by fucking Wolverine um, for a $5 photo on my iPhone. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but anyway, I felt that the opening night, yeah. like people were cheering, you know, like when certain characters come on, people were like, ah, like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Sure. It, it was really good. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. So it sounds like it's a fun time. Uh, what yeah. else did you see that wasn't Marvel related? I've been watching like really bad comic book and remakes. Yeah. Like when I walked so. into you watching Psycho. <laughs> The remake, the the nineteen ninety five remake. I think the part that bothers or me. Or eight remake. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even. No, it was like ninety eight. I think. But it wasn't yeah. even that. Like it was on HBO, or <laughs> it was that you actually went out of your way to rent it, especially when the <laughs> other one is right there. And your argument was, well, I have. I feel like I've seen the other one more recently, but it's like they're the same movie. I know. For, it's just you know when you just want you're like I want to remember how bad this is. It's really. Bad. I know when you, I understand the feeling of wanting oh, to just Vince eat Vaughn. garbage and like and you know. But Psycho the remake is just, I don't know. I saw it in the theater. I, I remember it really well. I yeah, just, it's, it's strange. And I forgot that everyone's in it. Like, Julianne Moore's in it. Like, Viggo Mortensen's in it. William H. Macy? Yeah, it's like, what? I And Paige that Anne we Hache, had yeah. that whole conversation about. It's so strange. And then I've been watching, like, the bad comic book movies. Like, like I what? still, oh my god, like, Daredevil. And then I watched Spawn, because that's really bad, too. Like, all of those bad 90s or early 2000s. Like You know, it's funny, because speaking, you know, it's funny, uh... You know, a they're you know they're he's new, doing another Spawn movie now. Yeah, but I heard I think it's supposed to be good. Hopefully, I don't yeah. know. Bloomhouse is producing it. Really? That's what I heard. And then um, another trailer got you know it, this was great. It got leaked, and then Sony was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we're just gonna release." But did you see the Venom trailer? Oh man, okay, the first trailer was so bad. Who fucking? I might have talked about how much I hated before, but I hated it. This trailer, I think, is a little bit better, but it's like, someone was like, why is Tom Hardy talking like Benicio Del Toro? I want, no, I would, here's things, I think I would have enjoyed the Venom trailer if, you know, he was talking like he did in Batman or Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. That, I was like, this is where I want that accent. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I will say, I think Venom looks cool. Like, I think it looks scary. Yeah, but they're making him out to be a good guy, and I, I was, no, they're not. Yes, they are. They are. Not. Yes, they are. And you can already tell they're gonna have like so no, but not not like a, a Tolga, like an antihero, right? You yeah. know, they're gonna make him out to be like he doesn't kill any good people, he only kills bad people, and 
and you know there's going to be somebody else in the movie who gets, you know, he gets inf- infected by a symbiote or whatever, and he, yeah. but he's going to have some really stupid, obvious name, like Joe Carnage, and then he's just going to drop the Joe part, and be like, all oh, right, there's Carnage, you know, like, you, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going to be like that stupid, like, oh, this is how we're going to get around that, and it's just like, I don't know, I, I think the cast is cool, but I could give two shits, and like, Venom only really works for me as a villain as Spider-Man, yeah. and try erasing Topher Grace from your mind, you know? I know! I, I can't... I think about that every time I hear the Venom trailer. I I can't. Yeah. It's too hard. Um, What else has been... Uh, what else? Well, alright, so TV now... A lot of TV has come back. So Westworld came back. I haven't watched it. Um... You, did you watch the first season? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I thought it was really good. I liked the direction. It's weird because I felt like it was very theatery, you know? Like, they... There was, like, lots of, like, pivotal speeches that yeah. they were having. Soliloquies. And- yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting to me. Um, I still I still like it, but I'm always a fan of those, like, you know, um, any type of artificial intelligence that humanity has made that destroys humanity, you know, I've always sure. been... Or Michael Crichton thing. hates amusement parks. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's never yeah. had a good time at one, so... He's just going to write about all the bad, you know, as many bad ones as he I can. I would go to these, so I would go to them now. If I, re- I really liked Westworld 1. I don't know yeah. why, but I'm just, I think, again, I think it's just that overload of, like, marketing that, like, same with the Marvel movies, where it's like, you yeah. gotta watch this, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I'm, like, so overwhelmed that I just want to shut down, you know? Yeah, that you don't want to watch it. I, um, I, I, I'm upset because Astro's Evil Dead is last episode oh, yeah. tonight, and, uh. It's a really, you know, and then Bruce Campbell officially announced his retirement from the character. Yeah. It was really sweet, you know, like, it was really sad. He's been playing it for... Exactly, but he was like, you know, because after Stars announced they, they were canceling it, everybody kind of went into this, like, knee-jerk, like, let's see if we can petition Netflix to pick it up. Yeah, and but he, they don't want to do it. And he, yeah. yeah, he wrote, he was like, hey, I appreciate it, but no. Yeah. Um, other news, uh, that Joe brought Joe Bob Briggs uh, Shutter thing yeah. is actually going to happen in June. He's going to do oh 20, yeah. He's going to do a twenty four hour marathon, um, which is really really cool. I'm excited about for that. Um, a lot of hype for the new Halloween movie. I'm still. I'm, I'm still, so psyched. Someone asked me about it, and I was like, I don't even want to think about it. Really, I'm so you're psyched. psyched? Yeah, yeah. I. I'm this not... is my this is my Infinity War. I'm like this is how excited I am for. For, but do you think it's gonna be good? That's weird, though. I yeah, like... I do. I do. I honestly do. I mean, like, um, I at first I was kind of like reluctant about Danny McBride writing it, and then I watched Vice Principals, especially season two, and I was like, yes, like it's because, really yeah, because he's really good at, at at at. I didn't see season two. The, the fine line of dumb, and you're like, holy shit, that's really clever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and he's really good at like making throwing something out there that just kind of seems like you know, just pulp and just, like, you know, goofy yeah. shit. But then, you, when you think about it, you're like, oh, man, this is actually really fucking clever. And that's how I felt about Vice uh, Principal Season 2. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's true, like, the rumors of her being, like, she's going to be kind of, like, the Dr. Loomis-type character of this one, which would make sense and be so fucking cool. John Carpenter doing the score. Yeah. I think the only thing that I, I'm not, I'm like, is is the guy, you know, the main dude at Bloomhouse. He, he watched it and he was like, 
I watch I, I watch it and I think it's good. I think it's really good. And it's like, of course you're gonna say that. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Who would ever fucking? He come probably out? thought Truth or Dare was good too when he put it out, but yeah. that's not a good decision. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, hey, I've heard some people say that Truth or Dare, if you if you if you're looking for something stupid and fun, and you saw the trailer and you thought that's what you were gonna get, you're gonna have a great time. It uh, looks just stupid. It looks very stupid, and it, I think what looks really stupid about it is the one thing that could have been really cool is that weird smile thing. I hate it. I hate it too, only because I was like, man, if you had just made that a little bit less stupid, yeah, that's kind of a cool, like, you know, image or something like that, but yeah, I thought it looked stupid. We watched the trailer last, uh, last time, and I was like, this looks fucking garbage, but... But I did like Happy Death Day. Yeah, I mean, their track record is better than it's not. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, I watched... Um, I got this movie on uh, Vinegar Syndrome DVD company put out this movie called Star Time uh-huh. that I remember when I worked at a video store, even before the, where I worked at the video store when I was like a teenager and I was walking around the video store, I would see this video box all the time and I was like, eh. I was like, maybe I'll rent it, maybe I won't. I never did. And then Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome just put it out and they just did their own like cover to it and the cover alone was like, oh, I gotta, get, I gotta check out this movie. And then when I realized it was the same movie as... as that I saw when I was a kid, like, you know, the, the video store box. Was yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, so now, so I bought it, and I watched it, and it is fucking amazing. It's called Star Time. It has the love interest from Hairspray, the original Hairspray movie. Oh, yeah. And he plays this dude whose favorite um, TV show, this, like, kind of, like, Leave it to Beaver type sitcom has been canceled, and he's, like, he's already got mental problems, and he kind of goes crazy, and it's, like, a weird kind of, like, art house slasher film, and I yeah. really dug it. I was, like... Very low budget, very fucking cool. Um, so I would definitely check that out. It's like on Amazon, or you can go on Diabolic DVD and grab it. It's awesome. And then um, I rewatched Dark Man because I was in a movie. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Raimi Shit, and I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I haven't watched it. I I own it. I'll, I'll just pop it in and everything. And like, it it is a lot of fun, and it really uh, it holds up. It's not. I mean, like, look, it, it's. There's moments where you're like, oh man, like they could, if they, Dark Man's a movie that could actually yeah. be remade now and like they might actually do some really cool shit with, but as it stands, it was a really great movie. And then I kind of rewatched this other movie that I was telling you about before we started, which, um, I'm going to preface with this. I know this is a bad movie, but I can't help but love it. It's like, it is that like, it's like the analogy I'll give you is like, you know, like when you're in, when you're in school and there's that, like, really dweeby kid, and he's, like, about to get up and give a speech. for. He's, like, he's yeah. running for student council. And he's about to get up, and you're, like, oh, my God. And you're, like, shaking your head. You're, like, I can't. This is going to be so painfully awkward. <laughs> and then he gets up, and he fucking kills the speech and nails it, and everybody starts clapping at the end. Uh-huh. That's how I felt about the Wraith, uh- which, is, uh, <laughs> which is the crow before the crow. It's uh, Fast and Furious before Fast and Furious, and it's both of them combined into one movie. Um <laughs> And I'll get into it in depth, maybe some other episode, but um, one of the things that I loved about The Wraith was, and this is purely, I'm saying this right now, like, I know, it's purely coincidental, I don't think there was any stealing, any, because, you know, the Crow movie was based on the comic book, and yeah. blah, 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 but <clears throat> it's, uh, The Wraith is a, uh, is a revenge, supernatural revenge film, he comes back from the dead to yeah. pick off all the people who killed him, and, and, um, anyway, uh, so in the you know like in both movies there's like these flashback sequences of like the murder mm-hmm. and it's like both of them are like this really intense red hue and like yeah. all these close ups of the bad guys mostly so you'll remember oh that's why this guy's getting killed you know mm-hmm. but um 
the soundtrack for The Crow was like 90s like alternative and, and industrial bands like both you know well known and not so well known kind yeah. of like coming together same thing with the Wraith soundtrack where it was like 80s like not hair metal but like that like that 80s rock that's very specific I mean like there was a lot of montage songs in this soundtrack yeah. you know like even if they weren't used for montage you could use them for a montage and you would like is there some it. is there a song that is coming to mind from this oh god there's like the, so many songs that are coming to mind like uh like it's a bunch of people you've never heard I mean on one hand it's a bunch of people you have heard of like you know Billy Idol uh yeah. Robert Palmer then there's these bands where you're just like who the fuck is this person yeah and they did this one song and the opening song in the in the movie when like weird balls of light are flying through the desert and they form a giant, like, black car. Ah! And you're just like, the music is perfect. Everything is great. The cast is insanely, like... It's Nick Cassavetes, who's John yeah. Cassavetes' son, playing this douchebag. He actually... The funny thing is, he, he's, he's so evil in this movie that I now hate him more for that movie, for the role he plays in that movie, than for directing The Notebook. <laughs> um, Charlie Sheen, like, pre-winning, pre-like, I think it was, like, right the same year he did Platoon, yeah. as, like, this, like, likable, mysterious drifter. Sherilyn Fenn from Twin yeah. Peaks, you know, uh, pre-Twin Peaks. Randy Quaid as the sheriff, who's like, man, no one should have ever given this guy a badge. Um yeah. Like usual. Yeah, uh, Clint Howard, Ron Howard's like grotesque-looking brother, uh, playing like the mechanic. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I love, I, know, I love Clint I Howard, know, but he is a I fucking weird-looking dude. I know. He, he's a weird, and he knows he's a weird-looking dude. And then like, um, who else? Uh, Griffin O'Neill, who we just watched in April Fools. I mean, like, there's so, so many like. It's like it's they just grabbed every the least famous cast member. Yeah. A, a least famous member of people's families and just put them in this movie. And uh, I, I really dig it. It was on Shutter. I was like bored. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. At least not all the way through. Yeah. I'm just gonna pop it in and uh, turn it on. And it was, it was a great. It was a great Wednesday night spent. I could tell you that. And then, um, I think me and my girlfriend rewatched Mad Max Fury Road last oh, night yeah. in the black and white version, and it is so pretty good. cool. Pretty cool. But I mean, um, I'm not gonna talk about that because we've you know people. You know what I forgot too is The Handmaid's Tale is back. Hulu, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think I talked... We talked about it with Kate. Yeah, and we um, talked about... You, you talked about it before. You talked about... Yeah. It, it, it is... It's, it's very... Um, you know what? I had this conversation about, like, people want to talk about, like, torture porn movies, but it's, like, not really torture porn. It's sure. just because we live in 2018. Right. And everyone has this, like, weird, like circle around them where they just allow to be themselves to be offended by everything so it's really strange that some people find this better than some other things um that are like this but uh, that the directing is great um they always uh, they released the first two episodes on hulu so watch that also on barry barry is really fucking funny i i I want everyone to watch it i I will but i find it hard to believe that it's really fucking funny it is and i like bill Hader, but i just don't listen i've laughed out loud it's like four or five episodes now i've laughed out loud probably three of the episodes like actual alone laughing out loud because it's like quick and it's it's very bill Hader, but it is really funny it's funnier than i thought it was gonna be um, so everyone watch it because I said so. Alright. I mean, it just looked like Gross Point Blank to me, but like... No! Gross Point Blank is... Is fucking amazing. <sighs> I'm cutting you off right it's, there. Uh, One it's, of the best films name? in the 90s. He bothers me. 
Oh, John Cusack? Yeah, he just has that dumb face. <laughs> uh, I like Gross Point Blank, but he does. I don't know why everyone loves him so much. John uh, I can. Uh, Gross Point Blank, High Fidelity, Better Off Dead. I'm not saying Better they're bad. Dead, which... I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying he. But they're only movies that John Cusack could do. Gross to me. Oh no. Say but anything. no, it is. It is funny, and it's not like Gross Point Blank at all. All right. Well, then maybe I will. I mean, like I also like Gross Point Blank was like what 25 years ago. One of the best movies of the 90s. But it's still so far I know, <laughs> in the past that we I can know, let it go. I know, I know. Um, speaking of far in the past, yes. uh, New Line Cinema, before they were what they were, I mean, now they're part of Warner Brothers, but like, yeah. New Line Cinema was like, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, I mean, like, you, you know, Night Round Street Films, Critters. Um, yeah. You know how they started off? They started off as a distribution company in the late 60s. Really? Um, yeah. So they would grab, like, um, they wouldn't produce any films, but they would distribute them. Like, so John Waters early, oh, actually all of John Waters stuff except for Cry Baby. Yeah. Which makes me really happy that the last movie he ever did make, uh, A Dirty Shame, he made all of his movies with New Line except for Cry Baby. So I'm really, it was nice to see that his last movie he stayed, you know, he yeah. came back full circle. But, um, but yeah, so, they were, you know, they would distribute, like, John Waters films around the country. Uh, a lot of, like, Night of Living Dead. Because a, a lot of public domain films, Reefer Madness. And then, yeah. um, and it would start off by Bob Shea. And then in the 80s, they decided they wanted to get into making their own films. And they weren't a big, they weren't, like, a studio yet, really. Uh, the first film they ever made uh, was, that they ever produced with their own, you know, income and everything like that was... Uh, Alone in the Dark, which we just watched. Yeah. Uh, directed by Jack Shoulder, who directed The Hidden. That we, yeah. Um, he was all he had worked for New Line Cinema as an editor. So when New Line Cinema would get like the Street Fighter, the Jap- uh, the Sony Chiba film, yeah. and they were like re-editing it and recutting it for American audiences, Jack Shoulder is the one who's working on it, and then New Line distributes it and everything like that. So his he gets his first uh, directorial debut in uh, with. Alone in the Dark, and then you mentioned that he had done a movie yeah. in the 90s that I'd never heard of. Yes, I remember it. The, it was The Omen? Yeah, the TV movie Omen. Yeah, not the not, not to be confused with the Damien... Or even, yeah, yeah. Omen 4 with the little girl. Right. Which is weird that I remember it, um, but I... Uh, what's his name, isn't it? Um, hold on. Oh. But yeah, it Good is... Good old Stan Reliable, what's his name? You know, that guy that plays that guy all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I love that, that guy. guy. <laughs> um, no, it is, it is like, oh, uh, William Sadler. Oh, yeah, I do love William Sadler. And there's, like, other people, like, um, that I remember pieces of, you know, and, like, sure. I don't know why I remember some TV movies, but... Um, like that Paula Abdul one where she gets raved by her boyfriend, but she didn't know it was her boyfriend. Oh, was it Paula Abdul in that one? Yeah, and it Where's was the fucking one? Petrelli from Heroes. That's how I remember. Adrian. Oh, Adrian, Adrian Pazar. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And yeah, because we talked about Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about that. Wait, there was, wasn't there a movie where, like, Fred Savage was, like, a TV movie where Fred Savage was a rapist, too? Probably. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Calm down. But, like, no, there was definitely, there was definitely a movie that, and it wasn't Paula Abdul, and it was somebody, it was somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, like. Like, I want to say, like, a Candace Cameron type person. Oh, yeah. Was um, it really? That make, I just... No, I'm pretty sure it was. We'll have to investigate Yeah, we one, will. But... Um, but, yeah, so Jack Shoulder... So Jack Shoulder. Jack Shoulder directed that, and he also, I mean, of course, in between Alone in the Dark and The Hidden, he did Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. Because Nightmare on Elm Street films were really what made New Line what they were. I mean, um, they, they were... That's how they became, like, a major player in Hollywood. I mean, you can't have Lord of the Rings... Which were like the huge deals for New Line, yeah. without having it had Nightmare on Elm Street first, because that was what you know provided their 
Yeah. Uh, but Alone in the Dark was their first was their first uh, attempt. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know that was our first movie. Yeah, and, and the only thing that sucks about watching it on DVD is that a lot of the old New Line films had the original New Line logo, not like which was the the logo that everybody's familiar with. Yeah, like that's the, what I was like the the box with the the little film reel on the yeah. top. Yeah, you know, and you were like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. The original one though, like when they you know if you watch the original Evil Dead video, yeah, New Line distributed, it, they didn't produce it. Is it and Nightmare on Elm Street and everything is like this weird, like, it, I can't describe it. If, if you've seen it, you know, but it's like a black screen, like a red flashing, and then uh-huh. like new line. It says like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so, the thing about that is that like, um, every time I saw that when I was a kid, I would get like butterflies or something because I was yeah. like, oh, because this is going to be really fucking scary because new lines seem to have, you know, they're a foothold on like, you know, because they were distributing a, a lot of like weird shit, you know, it's the college crowds and like Evil Dead, you know, um. Nightmare on Elm Street had it, you know? So, like, all these things that kind of gave me, like, weird, like, yeah. feelings, you know? So, um, it's a shame that Alone in the Dark does not have that opening, you know? Um, but, uh, Alone in the Dark, what's really interesting about this movie, not just because it was New Line's first, their first production, but is that, like, um, you've got... The, the premise of the movie is pretty simple. And it's actually... I think it's pretty genius. You've got <laughs> a mental hospital... With some of the da- most dangerous criminals in the top floor, and the, and, and the, there's a, there's even a they kind of set you up for it where one of the the guards is like there's only electricity se- <laughs> separating me and them. And he's like terrified because of course what's going to happen is the electricity is going to go out. These criminals, mm-hmm. these insane psychopaths, are going to get out and they're going to go after the, the their new doctor who they think killed their old doctor because they're all fucking crazy. Yeah, and they basically just it kind of turns into like a, a standoff at, at this guy's remote house that has multiple windows. <laughs> in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, wherever the fuck, yeah, I guess so. And it's like, it's, um, but what's, what's great about this movie and interesting is that it's kind of like a, uh, the, the cast itself is pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, Donald, uh, Donald Pleasance plays mm-hmm. their doctor, who I think is my favorite part of the movie because he's just so like, he's smoking weed, he's fucking, <laughs> he's, He's just, he's so jolly. He doesn't want to consider these guys uh, psychopaths. They're, yeah. You know, he's, he's like, no, they're fine. They're gentle. Yeah. They're, what? They're, they're voyagers. They're, they're, they're exploring, you know, the human experience. I love him. He's so fucking wacky. Um, but you've got Jack Pounce and Martin Landau who are yeah. both, they were big in the sixties, kind of in the beginning of the seventies, they were like still big. Like I know Jack Pounce was for sure. Martin Landau, he had done Mission Impossible, the TV show. Yeah. Jack Pounce was doing everything from movies with, with Charlton Heston and I think John Wayne to like, he was doing like television films with Dan Curtis, the guy who did uh, Dark Shadows, like doing Dracula. And then somewhere in like the, the mid to late seventies, both their careers were just going down. Yeah. And so this is their, this is, I would say this movie's probably for them, their low point. Mm -hmm. Martin Landau and Jack Palance were actually in a movie before this together, the year before, called, um, Without Warning. Have you ever heard of this movie? Mm, Maybe. It sounds really familiar, but I don't remember. It's a movie about a giant, seven foot tall alien who comes to earth to hunt human beings. (laughs) Does that sound familiar at all? Um, And it's funny because, um, and so Jack Palance and Martin Landau are in it, but it's funny because that movie, like, the the guy who plays the giant seven-foot-tall alien is Kevin yeah. Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall played, you know, the alien in Without Warning, and he played uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, no, oh. he played uh, the Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh-huh. Yeah, Harry. Uh, yeah. And then um, 
he went on to play the Predator, which, without uh, warning, is the, almost like uh, was the predecessor. Like pre- people are like, a lot of people are like, oh man, Predator really ripped this without warning movie off. Uh-huh. The only difference is the Predator like had cool weapons, whereas the Alien without warning would throw like weird alien starfishes at people. <laughs> but it's the same premise, like yeah. an alien hunting human prey. But that was that they were in that together, and then they were in this movie. Um, both Martin Landau and Jack Palance, like ten years later, I, I would say. So, like, Alone in the Dark was, like, 82? Yeah. Um, Jack Palance goes on to win the Oscar. He, like, right after this movie, he starts coming, he starts making a comeback. Finally, like, yeah. Yeah, he starts doing, like, he, you know, he shows up in, like, Tango and Cash. Yeah. Shows up in Batman. And then, um, he's on, um, he does City Slickers, which yeah. he wins the Oscar for. I forgot Martin Landau, moving from this film, goes on to do Hannah and Her Sisters, or, mm-hmm. no, I think it was Crimes and Misdemeanors, some Woody Allen film. And then eventually in the 90s, I think 94, he wins the Best Supporting Actor for playing Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. Yeah. So you've got, this is a movie with two Academy Award nominated <laughs> uh, actors. And it's like the only slasher film that I think I can say yeah. that about. Um, again, the plot's really fucking simple. I think there's a really it's, clever twist that yeah. you've ruined for yourself by I IMDb. didn't you did. mean to. IMDb did it for me. Yeah, but you, should, you shouldn't go to IMDb. <laughs> Because they'll give away stuff like that. I mean, it was it was like she was asking for it, which is basically wow. Wow. my interpretation the, of myself. Thank you. This is the, just the spokesperson for the new team. <laughs> she was asking for it. So it. Listen, I it's exactly how my end is going to come. I'm uh, yes, you do have you have this amazing <laughs> ability to lure in psychopaths, but but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, like, so the power goes out, and yeah. it's just these guys, and they're just, like, they're attacking this who house. Who escaped, yeah, yeah, who escaped the mental hospital. That's really, see, that's one of my one problem with it. First of all, the doctor's a little bitch, okay? The main character, not yes. Donald Pleasance. Not Donald Pleasance, the other doctor who they're trying to murder because they think that he killed the other doctor. Right. So my main problem is the first sign of, not the, the child molester... Oh my god, the child molester who got out, yes. Who was Dynamo in Run yes. Man, yeah. Okay, so now you have a visual to who the child molester is, escapes, and they go home. Like finally the police are called, they're in their home, the the daughter is scared, and he's the wife is like freaking out, and he's like, It's no big deal. It's like, what do you mean? Your escape patient who wants to murder you, who is a child molester, was alone in your house with your daughter. And that made me so angry. Yes, he does like, have a few what? delayed reactions there. Nothing is happening. Everything's fine. No, he's just a patient. It's like, what the fuck? You, and then there's a real lack of dick kicking in this movie. I yeah, swear I to God. I know, but like, I, can, I feel like with the exception of maybe one or two, I can justify every single non-dick kick in this movie. As, <laughs> like, as like, they don't see it coming. They're like, like the, the, the babysitter. The one who gets like, the babysitter who's... Who's just been terrorized? She's lying on the bed, barely clothed, and there's a knife popping up from below it. Which you know, and not knowing where it's gonna pop, it's like a, it's like kind of whack a mole with, yeah. with a sharp knife that Martin Landau yeah, underneath like... jabbing up. And then she jumps off the bed and she opens the door and she gets picked up from behind from by this mo- by the giant tri- dynamo. Yeah. And uh, and she's uh, she's probably thinking, oh my god, what's going on? Oh my god, I can't breathe. I'm dead. You're not like. Oh, I have my wits completely about me. What's the first thing I know is I can kick this guy in the balls and then... That's my first thought, though, in most all situations. Do you ever see, you ever see the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movies? They weren't I bad. I think so, with uh, Ronnie, Robert, Robert, Robert Downey Jr., yeah, where he would, like, like, he was in a boxing match and he would visualize, 
yeah. every single move that's going to happen. You know that other people can't do that's, that. That's No, I'm pretty sure every woman, at least in 2018 now, I guess. 2018, not 19. But you, in the 80s, they didn't know about kicking dicks. Mm. <laughs> it's not that they don't know about kicking dicks. I don't think that, I don't think that they... When you're in the moment, you can't. I don't know. You, I just, I, I feel like you forget. I feel like if we were in a horror movie, you'd be the first one to go. You I wouldn't. So I would much be shit. kicking dicks all the way out. Right. Of this horror then, movie. But then you'd find out that we're getting, we're, we're getting stalked by a bunch of like masked eunuchs that are like <laughs> armed to the teeth, and you're sitting there like trying to kick dicks. <laughs> like I just feel like you wouldn't. Know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have that. Like I, no, I think everybody when they're not in a situation is like. Oh yeah, I would do this, this, and this. But I think what happens in the moment, you kind of lose sense of like, you know, your rational thought, and you're just kind of reacting on like, you know, what instinct, emotion. Yeah, instinct. We're just kicking fucking dicks. No, nobody's but instinct is to immediately start especially, kicking dicks. Especially no, I think every woman would kick some dicks. But that was my main. This the, the, this guy. Luckily, the wife had some wits about her. The daughter know? had the most. Wits. I know, because at some points, you know, you're like, what, grab a knife guy and finally the daughter comes out and she's like here's a knife it's like thank god someone is thinking thank you little baby child like but it's good like uh, martin landau has the creepiest face ever he does. and he has i think this, jack pounds has a creepier face jack i Pal- think they both do jack pounds looks like a he okay, has that big smile that's yeah. like all teeth yeah you know and <laughs> whereas i feel like jack pounds looks like Skeletor and some of yeah, the painted like flesh tone over he his does face. Look like, Skeletor. like I honestly think back. <laughs> perfect. I think back to like you know when they made Masters of the Universe and they had Frank Langella as Jack Palance. It's like I mean as Skeletor, why didn't they just have Jack Palance? They would have barely had to put any makeup on him. Yeah, he was perfect. He looks like a skull with skin stretched <laughs> over it. It's like and and that's I I've been trying trying to draw his face for like the past week since we were talking about this movie and I've been like sitting there looking at pictures and I'm like I can't fucking do it because it's weird because like some parts are kind of like fleshy slash bony like yeah. cheeks, but then like he just has a weird fucking face and I can't get over it but he's a great villain um he is a great villain cause he is he is that um there's also a great punk band in the movie uh, the oh, yeah. Sick Fucks who um were a New York good ba- name great name they were a New York based punk band and the two uh, female backup singers were sisters they started Manic Panic oh it's Tiki and Smushy or whatever the fucking yeah, name is. I know their name. Yeah, right? you know who they are. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were members of the Six Fox. Famous, yeah. Yeah, and they owned the Manic Panic store in New yeah. York, and then they have at the Empire now. So there you go. I thought that was a really cool, like, little, little tidbit. I didn't know that was them. Yeah, they're the ones singing the backup vocals. That's, that's the, cool. That's the creators of Manic Panic, which... There's I like that that's in there. It's such, like, a weird 80s move. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, know, that, very... like, we're gonna go a punk club, although I am that sister. Yeah. Her whole life is Oh, mine. yeah. So, what I like about this movie, too, is that you, you kind of have, like, it's the the ingredients are so obvious. Like, yeah. you've got, you know, oh, one of the killers is a child molester. So, mm-hmm. what when we put him in the same room as the little girl, and we know it, but they don't, everybody else doesn't know it, it's like, there's that tension there, you know? Yeah. Um, the little, the, the, the doctor's older, or younger sister, who's, like, in her 20s or whatever, um, she, you know, um... She had a nervous breakdown, and she's a, and I think it had something to do with like the dark or being alone in the dark. So, <laughs> so there's, so now you've created this situation. So you're gonna, you, you have this sister. It's yeah. Like you, you set up all these characters, and you're like, what's the worst scenario we can put these people in? All of them in, all yeah. Of them in. Even like one of the killers, we don't see his face. Like they make a really big point to make not show his face or anything. So when, yeah. at some point, we have to figure out, well, where is where is the killer now? Um, 
Which is, I think, again, is a great twist. I do, th- I do think it's a good little piece. Yeah, and the only way that they can piece. identify who, the, he, like, who he is is because his character is called the Bleeder. Every time he kills somebody, <laughs> he starts bleeding profusely from his nose, which I think is such a... Especially a great visual when he wears the hockey mask from yeah. the riot, which was, I think, a few like a year or two before Friday 13th, part oh, three, yeah. where he started doing that. But, uh, but he slashes some guy with a fucking rake and then just blood just spouting out of this mask, and it's, like, such a cool visual. Um, but, I mean, really, it's, it's... You know what this movie is? Do you remember... Um, in 1980, I want to say between 87 and 89, probably 89, there was this movie called The Dream Team mm-hmm. with Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, um, Peter Boyle. They all played... Wow. You never heard of this movie? I don't think so. They all play uh, mental patients who um, their doctor... Like, Michael Keaton plays this mental patient who was like, he had a nervous breakdown. Now he's just, he's just like destructively violent. Like, he throws chairs around and like... Uh-huh. Um, Christopher Lloyd thinks that he is a doctor. Uh-huh. Um, Peter Boyle thinks he's like a preacher or a reverend or a man what? of God. It's a comedy, and the the whole idea of this movie is that like their their doctor decides to take them into a field on a field trip in New York City, and then they all and then like the do, like the doctor gets uh, they they witness a, a a crime happening like a, a police officer a crooked yeah. cop played by James Ramar, um, like they they witness like a murder or something like that, and the doc their doctor gets like put in a coma or something like that. And so these these nutcases are like wandering around New York City, and they're they're without supervision, and they're freaking out because, you know, except all of them except for Michael. Yeah, King. It, it's, 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 yeah, it's a funny movie. This is the serious version of that movie, you know. <laughs> like Alone in the Dark is the horror movie version of the Dream Team. Yeah, but also, but years before, I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if the Dream Team somehow was influenced, influenced by this, by this like, movie. Let's make it a comedy. Yeah. You know what? This movie's okay, but you know what would be yeah. really great is if it was just... <laughs> and the thing is, Alone in the Dark, it, I think it's got a lot of funny moments to it. It does. I don't know if they're intentionally funny. I think so. I think <laughs> I think, I think think Donald Pleasance is definitely like... He's so weird. Every That's what I'm saying is like, I don't know if I've seen him outside a horror movie, but even if it was outside of a horror movie, I still, I feel like he's just the same. Well, Donald Pleasance said, I mean, like he did uh, Polanski, he did Cul-de-Sac by Polanski. Yeah. He did, uh, oh, I, you know, it's driving me crazy. I don't know if it was The Great Escape or if it was the Dirty Dozen, but um, he also was a James Bond villain. Yeah, you know, um, he was a he was in the, and he's been in a few horror movies. He was in a lot of horror movies as well. Like he did a Death Line or or Raw Meat, whatever one, yeah. whatever name you want to call it. He plays the uh, the hilarious drunk detective like on mm-hmm. the murder case. But I mean, really, it, it, it by the time we hit like the late seventies, he's locked in as like Doctor Loomis. Yeah, and then. The president of the United States uh, in Escape from yeah, New York. And yeah, all, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? But, like, he he's definitely, um, he was definitely a, a, you know, he was a fairly big actor, you know, for in, in England, at least. And um, so I wouldn't say that this movie represents, like, a um, a downward trajectory for him. It's like him, he's just on a steady path now. But yeah. for Jack Palance and Martin Landau, they're it, just, they're slumming it. Yeah. But they're also not phoning it in. Like Jack Palance, they're really like, not. They're pretty good. Yeah, Martin Lando, creepy, um, I creepy think, preacher. I think one of my favorite stories about this movie, and this is on the the very bare bones DVD that's currently out of print. But if you can find a copy, there's a DVD interview with um, the sick fucks, or the lead, oh the, really, the lead singer and the two sisters. Yeah, and they tell the story about how years later, after they make the movie, one of the band members runs into Jack Palance. They're like, hey. 
we were in a movie together. We were in that movie Alone in the Dark uh, together. Yeah. Uh, I, I was one of the sick fucks. And Jack Palance says, we were all sick fucks in that movie. <laughs> and I love that. It's just such a great, like, yep, zing. Oh, that um, is good. I and like and that thing is, is, there's such great lines. Like, I love that there are no crazy people. We're just on vacation. Yeah, like, hey, that, man. That line from, oh, my God, it's so great. Um, unfortunately, it's just like it's a, it's not... You know, it didn't do really... I, I'm surprised it didn't do really well because I think it's it's a little bit more clever than it, it gets credit for. Yeah. Um, it certainly didn't, you know... It didn't get New Line out, in, like, onto the... Yeah. Because it, it would take them two years later for them to do Nightmare. Really do, yeah. yeah. And then Nightmare 1 didn't even... wasn't. I mean, Nightmare 1 was oh, just yeah. one of those things where it was like, okay, this is... It's a success, but it's not a huge success, but it's enough for us to... To keep going. To keep going, and then they keep making the... The franchise, and then you've got the house that Freddie built, which is what New Line was referred to. You have the Critters franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, The Hidden was a New Line film. Yeah. Um, and I like Jack Shoulder. I mean, there's no, he's not one of those directors, and I'm like, oh, man, there he's got a very specific style, you know? Yeah. But um, I still... I, let's see. We've wa- I've, I've, I've only seen three of his movies, which is this, Nightmare 2, mm-hmm. and uh, The Hidden, and I love all three of those, so... I want to find that, that TV weird only movie? open. Yeah, there's a book out, you know, about TV uh, weird TV. Movies. <gasps> really? Yeah, I should, I should. Uh, oh send my you god, link. I can't wait! I love it. It's really it's because uh, one of my favorites as a kid was a weird TV movie. Yeah, the Rags to Riches. You remember that? Didn't they make it? They made an actual like series singing. Out. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a series, yeah. but it was like also then they. My old roommate Solomon loved that show. Yes, and we would talk singing talk orphans about. that aren't Annie, but kind of like yeah, and, and I can't remember who were some of the orphans. I thought. Uh, oh, Tisha, wasn't it the... Tisha Campbell from... Uh, yes. Yeah? I'm pretty sure. From Martin? And, uh... The show, yeah. not the movie we watched? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, okay. And House Party. I like her um, a lot. Fuck. I wanted to say that girl from Friday the 13th was in it, too, but I don't remember. Don't know which one. There's a lot of them. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit in my brain that it takes a while to sort through information. I'd love to get in I'm there sometimes. I'm gonna find it. Rags Riches. Rags to Riches is not hard. I, it, it exists. I uh, I bought it. For, it's on YouTube. I found no, it on YouTube. I, I bought it for Solomon on DVD. Oh, okay, not for your son Jessica. This was like <laughs> this was before we even met, and he talked about it. So I went to Amoeba and bought it for him. And of course, Amoeba had it. Amoeba has some like weird shit. Yeah, and it costs an arm and a leg. I'll tell you what. Uh, but no, it didn't cost a lot. It, but yes, I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I know because I got it for him. Um, Rags of Riches, yeah. Well, we're gonna have him on soon, so you can talk to him about that. But uh, I can't wait. But yeah, this this was pretty good. It's like definitely simple. Yeah, very but simple. it is good. It's like it's very best, enjoyable. Yeah. And the best ones are just that they're just very simple. I'm just really fast been fascinated with whatever this is. Oh, um. So for you listeners at home, this is a present from Carrie from Soccer Punch Co. It is a dissipator, like a smoke dissipator. Oh. So when I smoke joints, I can blow them into that, and not all of the smoke is expelled into the air. It cuts it. What's the fucking point then? Because it's still cops, man. What? You're at home. Yeah, at home, but then that means... This shit's legal, son. <laughs> it's legal in my house. Um, no, so it, it dissipates the weed smoke, too. So say my my mom, who also does not care, does not give a shit, but imagine she... So there's really over. no reason for you to have this. Just Yeah, I, just it gets rid of the smoke. Why is everyone giving me... Look, okay, I wish we could tape this, but... Yeah, I get what it does. <laughs> it looks but it looks like a giant kazoo it does it's really fun it's really handy you all can buy yourselves one at home it's called the smoke buddy 
I have the junior version. <coughs> we should probably be endorsed by them since I'm giving them advertising. Yeah. But you know what? That's what it is. Alone in the dark. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yes, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I figured... It is It is so simple and, like, scary, and it's, like, a very much a home invasion... Oh, it's totally a home invasion. ...movie, and it's, like, I don't know. I did really like it. It's a it. home invasion with future Oscar winners. Yeah. Not many movies can say that. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I mean, Nightmare on Street 3 has got... creepy dudes. ...has got Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Best supporting actress. Uh, Two? I'm trying to think of what else, what other... What's his name? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Yeah. Yeah. With Renee Zellweger, too. Yep. Horror movie people. Who won awards? I don't know what awards. I assume they have. Yeah, Zellweger. Oh, yeah, he won. And then Zellweger won. Oh, he won, won for Dallas Buyers Club, didn't And he? Zellweger won for either Chicago or Cold Mountain yeah, there's or whatever. A, maybe we should find out award-winning people who are in horror movies. I think we've just we've nailed it. I Is mean, that it? <laughs> That's I mean, I'm thinking, like, from the, the, the 80s on, you know? Yeah. like Because, I mean, I'm sure... They, they, obviously, there was, like... Well, maybe not obvious. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. not many low but not many Oscar Lower, winners starring yeah. in low budget horror films like those people did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dennis Hopper never won an Oscar, did he? He was just nominated. Oh, for Silence of the Lambs. Dennis Hopper was not. In, I wish Dennis Hopper. Oh, was I'm, I'm, I wish Dennis Hopper. Anthony Hopkins. I would have much rather Dennis Hopper played the, <laughs> the Jodie Foster <laughs> character, and it was just Dennis Hopper, Anthony Hopkins going back and forth. Uh, I would have. I would have watched that one. Um, <laughs> I would have watched that one. Hard. I'm sorry about Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. too, but um, but now I've got this new Silence of the Lambs. I know it's a weird mental head, picture. But I wish I could just uh, go back in time and, and pitch. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not a very that would have been a weird. So I think Alone in the Dark has got a pretty uh, is a pretty interesting footnote in in yeah. horror history. Is like, hey, it's the first time the first new, new line film that they produced had future Oscar winners and. Um, May or may not have been a precursor of the Dream Team, which I can't yeah. believe you've seen, you haven't seen because it's so. It is funny. It's cute. It's like that, you know, late eighties, yeah. like oh god, it's a little you know cute. But Michael Keaton is fucking great. He always is. I know. Um. So, that's all I've got. Yeah, I think that's it for our Alone in the Dark episode. Yeah, not to be confused also with the two thousand whatever. Oh yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, Alone in the Dark, directed by Uvi Boll and starring Christian Slater and Tara Reid. Yeah, that's so, weird. I'm gonna go watch that. It's probably so fucking bad. Hopefully, you didn't think that that was the movie we were, we're no, talking I, about. No, I did not. No, 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 no. I meant like whoever's listening. Like oh, when, yeah. they, when they see Alone in the Dark, we should advertise it as two thousand five. <laughs> no way. We're never gonna get anybody to listen to it. <laughs> Um, that movie's garbage. Starring Tara Reid, you know. As a scientist, I think. Oh, wow, yeah, totally, com- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Convincing. Yeah, but this, this is a good movie. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, said so. definitely. Go try to find it. It is great. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Next episode. Bye. Anything can happen when you're alone in the dark. Are you afraid of the dark? Sometimes. Sort of fun. When I was a little kid, I was scared to death to be alone in the dark. I 
always knew that there was something that I couldn't see that wanted to get me. <laughs> I know that we're all a little on edge here tonight, but let's take it easy, okay? I mean, this is an old house. There are all kinds of sounds. Donald Pleasance, Martin Landau, Dwight Schultz, Erland Van Lith. Alone in the Dark, from New Line Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> 